How can you make your home look more expensive without breaking the budget? Is it possible to get a high-end look and still have a comfortable, family-friendly home? Our homes have a direct link to how we feel and we're more energetically happier, aligned, and energized when our homes are put together and look good. So keep listening to discover how to get your home to feel a little extra without spending a lot of extra. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome to Home and Nestorations, the podcast that helps you design and decorate your home with confidence. I'm your host, interior designer and best of house winner, Sally Sorcelli, here to help you create a home you'll love. Whether you're a homeowner, a design enthusiast, or a budding interior designer, you're in the right place for all things home and design. Thanks for listening. Well, hey, and welcome to today's design conversation, and we're talking about getting that high-end, expensive look in your home. By making some smart design choices, you can really elevate the look of your home. And if you've been listening for a while, you know how important it is to live in a home that's beautiful and makes us feel good. When that happens, we show up differently we feel energetically charged and at a higher level. Think about when you're all gussied up for an event with a fabulous outfit, your hair's done, and when you are all put together, you show up differently than when you're sitting in your old sweats with your hair up in a bun and haven't showered for days. We've all been there. Or think about when you walk into a store like Nordstrom or Neiman Marcus or Saks Fifth Avenue. Compared to how you feel when you walk into a store like Walmart, it's a different vibe. You feel a little higher, a little higher energetically. You show up differently. Well, we want our homes to feel a little gussied up as well, you know, a little bit extra while still being comfortable and livable, of course, because I want you to feel good in your home. So having some of these high-end touches will help you show up differently in your day-to-day life. So I'm going to be sharing some ways to give your home that expensive look, and you can do this on a budget and pick and choose which ideas you connect with and what would work with you and your home. All right, let's start with the first suggestion is your color palette. Now, high-end homes or model homes, which do an amazing job of making you want to buy a home, often have one thing in common. They have a cohesive color palette. With a well-chosen color palette, all the rooms flow together and feel connected. You see similar colors repeated throughout the home. And this is something that you can easily do and mimic in your own home. When picking a color palette, I like to pick three colors. And those are the three colors you see throughout the home. I do have a whole post devoted to color palettes exclusively. And I'll link to that in the show notes for you. I mention a lot more in that episode 
to help you with choosing a color palette and how to do that so that you can really do it well. So do check that episode out. I think it's one of the very first ones I did, maybe episode one. I'll link to that in the show notes. And an important tip when you are choosing color palettes is to use varying shades of those three colors you've chosen. It keeps your home from feeling flat, which gives a lower end vibe. So for example, if your three colors in your color palette are white, brown, and blue, that's really what mine is. So I'm starting with that one as an example. I have varying shades of whites, off-white sofas, white moldings, white accessories. They're all different shades. I have brown, some are light brown, some are darker or mid-tones. And then I have varying shades of blues. You might see navies or spa blues, light blues. I have all different shades. Varying the shades is a big part of making your home flow. And it'll still feel visually connected because those base colors are again, those three colors you're choosing. And ideally, when you are choosing color palettes, I do love a neutral color palette for many reasons. It, one, does help you get that expensive look, but it's also more timeless. If you picked more bolder or distinct colors as your main colors in your color palette, you might tire of those in a few years, and then you've got to change everything. But if you start with a base and have a lighter white or a beige or a lighter white and a gray, depending on if you like warm or cool, then your third color can really be your accents, your blues, your greens, your blacks, your reds, whatever you like. It does just give you a little more longevity when you're designing your home. So keep that neutral to get that higher end look. All right, let's move on to another tip I have to get a more expensive look in your home is to have larger artwork. Larger artwork automatically gives a high-end look and it also naturally anchors your room. It gives it a grounded feel. Large artwork is grand. It creates a statement. Even if it's neutral and has muted colors in it, it still will feel dramatic and expensive. Ideally, if you can avoid mass-produced artwork that looks really common, I'd prefer that since it does give a little more personalization. But again, that all will depend on your budget. The idea is really to go a little bigger for that grand scale. Now, you might be wondering, well, where can you get some of these large-scale pieces of art? You can get them, of course, at any large retail store. You've got your Pottery Barns, your Crate and Barrels, your West Elms, but those might feel a little more mass-produced, like I mentioned just a moment ago, and people might recognize those in your homes. So you could always try to go a little more personal. You've got home goods, which I know is a hit or miss, but you can find some really great pieces there. Etsy is another great place to search for. And all you do in the search bar is just search for large-scale art. And when I just did that right before I was recording this episode, I saw a bunch of cute little shops that had lots of great choices. You can also make your own large-scale art from photos or images you have. 
In this case, landscapes or some architectural details are really great. I have a client who actually does some photography as a hobby, and he takes some really beautiful photographs. And he took them with his camera, and they actually enlarged them on canvases and turned them into artwork throughout their home. It's very personal to them because it's beautiful artwork from places they've been in France and Europe. And then it just makes it feel more connected to them because again, it is personal and reminds them of these amazing trips and memories. I'd rather you do landscapes or architectural details rather than super giant canvases of you or your kids. I like to have those on a smaller scale, but I do love having large scale canvases. Places you can have those canvases created. You can start with Costco and you take your photos and turn them into canvases there. So if you have a membership to Costco, that's a great option. Artifact Uprising, I think even Shutterfly will do it. Those are all places you can go, and I will have links for these in the show notes, so make sure to check those out. Now, here's the big debate. I prefer framed art, but framing is where your costs really creep up. If you buy art that that is unframed, you can always get it framed later, although expect that to really raise the cost. Framing is just more expensive, and I recommend you can always go to Michael's. I've gone there before with their coupons and sales to keep the cost down, and I think several times a year, they do promotions for like 70% 70 off framing a few times a year, so it's worth it, but they often have 50 to 60%. Framing in general is just expensive. I've had good experiences, although I know when you go to an actual custom frame shop, it is a more elevated experience. So depending on the cost or value of what you're having framed, you might want to consider going to a custom frame shop. I know my uncle is an art agent, or he was until he retired, and he has gifted me some different um, etchings and drawings. And when I do have those framed, I will take them to a high-end shop just because there's a high value to those. And I just want to make sure they're done super carefully. Other places, a last one you can go to get custom artwork is always through different designers like myself. This is something that I do with my one-on-one clients. And I can, through my resources, find some amazing large art. In I know in my own home, I have a six foot wide piece of art in my dining room. It's a two-story space, so it really demands a larger piece. And I have access to resources like that. So if that's something that interests you, uh, you can send me a DM at Nestorations or an email to hello at Nestorations.com and I can communicate with you there. Moving on to another way that you can really make your home look more expensive is by adding custom woodwork or moldings, wood paneling. Now, this is likely the most expensive option to make your home look more expensive, but it's an investment that's definitely worth it. Different ideas you could do are board and batten 
or grids or squares. Shiplap is another option, although I like vertical shiplap because it's a fresh take on this. The horizontal has been done over and over and it is getting a little bit tired there. So I like a vertical just as a fresh take. There's also beadboard and a ton of different really neat modern or geometric patterns. I mean, the ideas are endless. If you go into Pinterest, you can look at all different wood paneling ideas and wood moldings. I have a board dedicated to it on my Pinterest board. So at pinterest.com forward slash nestorations, you'll see my board listed there. Now the molding itself is not expensive as you can get baseboard or crown moldings for less than $2 a linear foot. But the install costs can creep up if you hire. Now, in my home, my husband and I do our own moldings, which keep our costs down, and we are really handy. I've been to homes where DIYers have put their own moldings in, and sometimes they might not look as great. So again, it's not something that you want to do poorly. So if your skill level isn't really up there, you might want to invest in having those installed professionally for you. With any wood moldings or paneling, wood focal walls, painting is another added cost to factor in. If you're just painting base or crown, you can likely do it yourself. But if you installed and invested in a beautiful whole wood paneled wall, I recommend getting it professionally painted since it'll get sprayed for a really smooth factory finish. I've hand painted a wood focal wall and I'll be honest, I've since regretted it. But as we redo parts of our home uh, starting in the next month or two, I'll actually get it repainted when we do that. I will have to do a little bit of sanding to get it to uh, get rid of some of those brush marks I put in, but it'll totally be worth it. Another great way to make your home look more expensive is to ditch those basic light fixtures and go for something a little more visually interesting go a little bigger. I often see smaller lights, especially kitchen pendants when I go to clients' homes. And I think our tendency is that we get scared when we see something larger and we think, oh my gosh, that's going to look so big in my home. And it's because we're not used to it. But larger scaled items really give a high-end look. So to help you get used to it, And this is something I do at clients' homes and in my own home, is I will cut out a piece of cardboard or poster board to the same size of what you're considering and hang it from the ceiling. You can hang it with blue painter's tape. So if you're putting in new kitchen pendants and you're a little nervous to go with something that's 20 inches tall or 18 inches wide, Depending on the size of your island, it might be absolutely perfect. So cut out the shape. As long as it's close enough, that's okay. And then use some painter's tape and hang it from the ceiling. Or you can always tack with a little thumbtack into the ceiling with a string. And that way, sit with it for a week. How does that larger size feel? This is also a great tip when you're adding that larger statement artwork. 
cut it out with wrapping paper or craft paper and stick it on your wall and see if it works. Or you can use blue painter's tape and outline it. Again, that's another trick I do all the time. And with your statement lighting, I want you to think of having some unique shapes or some different textures and colors, something that's visually interesting and will naturally draw your attention. Another favorite way that I like to give a high-end expensive look in someone's home is to add texture. Adding texture just makes our homes look more expensive. Having that variety in texture adds layers and visual interest, which makes our home our homes look more high-end. You can add texture with fabrics, which is the easiest to do and change out. You can add texture with tile, wallpaper, light fixtures, accessories, art. You really do have a lot of options. Texture also helps our homes feel more comfortable and cozy, which grounds our homes so they don't feel too formal and stuffy because you might have a worry that having this expensive look in your home will all of a sudden take that casualness and family-friendly feel out. Well, these textures and tactile fabrics and materials will add that comfortable feeling right back in. So when you're out shopping, look for things that are tactile and that you want to touch. Add those little touches into your home for that expensive look. It could be a nubby boucle, a soft velvet. It could be a smooth, glossy material. It could be a very textured, rough vase. It could be a distressed wood. I mean, there's really so many cool options you could do. And it just, again, again, adds those layers and variety, which gives us that visual interest. All right, this final tip might not seem the most exciting or sexiest design tip out there, but I can't stress it enough how huge this is. You need to get rid of the clutter. Clutter just takes away from your home's design and it gives the feel, a cheaper feel to your home. And it actually affects your energy by draining you. When you're surrounded by clutter like kids' toys, kids' shoes, stuff, paperwork, it impacts how you feel each and every day. And I want you to show up as your true and best self. So it's time to get rid of all that extra stuff and get some storage systems in place. Going back to that example of Nordstrom versus Walmart, when I walk into a store like Nordstrom, everything has its place. It's organized. It feels good in there. I'm energetically calm. But when I walk into a store like Walmart, it's often crowded, cluttered. Things aren't always in their place. Let me ask you a question here. How many times have you walked into Walmart and seen things that someone might have stuck on a shelf because they didn't feel like putting it back and walking it back to its original place? I can say that I have seen that a bunch of times when I have gone to Walmart. Things just don't get put away. 
But you hardly see that at Nordstrom. When you're in a, quote, nicer place, we tend to treat them better. And your home is no different. A put-together, clean, and organized home sets a different expectation than a messy one. Getting rid of clutter is a sign of respect for your home and for yourself. As my coach, Lisa Carpenter, always says, the things we love, we take care of. So take care of your home and get rid of that clutter to help your home look more expensive. Now, a bonus tip that goes along with decluttering is to clean up all those cords and go wireless. Getting rid of cord clutter makes your home look more finished and polished. So if possible, run the cords to your television in the walls behind them so they're hidden from sight instead of seeing five different cords go up from your media cabinet to the television. Find a way to conceal those. You can do a quick Google search on tips and tricks to conceal cords. It's really a tiny little thing that does make a a big difference. I can't stress enough how you can absolutely create a home that looks and feels more expensive by following as many of these ideas as you can. It will elevate your home and make you feel better living in a beautiful home you love. Now, before I recap this episode, because you know I love a recap, I wanted to share that I am opening up a few spaces to work together. So if you want help and are interested in working together to create a more expensive home, this is especially true and important when it comes to more popular living spaces like your kitchens, your living rooms, or even in your primary bedrooms. Send me a DM at Nestorations or email me at hello at nestorations.com and we can connect to talk about your home. Hiring a designer makes a huge difference and I'd love to be able to work with you. All right, now let's recap what we talked about today. Tip number one, having a defined color palette with a base of neutral colors will make your home look and feel more expensive. Tip number two, large wall art will instantly elevate your space to make it look more high-end. Tip number three, add custom woodwork and millwork because it's a smart investment in your home with big rewards. Tip number four, ditch the basic light fixtures and add some statement lighting. Tip number five is to add texture in your home, and you can easily do this with fabric, accessories, and other tactile materials for visual interest. And tip number six is where I want you to start, is declutter your home. It's the first thing you should do before you start designing and decorating, and it will make a huge difference for how you show up in your home. All right, I can't thank you enough for listening and keep listening to Design and Nestorations for more design conversations to help you create a home you'll love. Have a great day.